Hello, this is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. I'm making this podcast in the morning, so my sa- I might sound a little stuffy because of my allergies, so excuse me for that. Um, we moved to Wyoming, my daughter and I, and we are, there's a certain kind of spray because there's a coal mine nearby and they do a lot of work. And so there's some kind of chemical smell I smell at night. It's causing me to have some allergies. So I just want to explain that to you. That's not what the podcast is about today. Um, it's kind of breezy out here on my deck, but it's a real quiet place and, and it's a beautiful place to be. Um, but I looked over to the left and I saw this man. He lives in, he's, he's living off the grid, uh, right next to our property, not real close, but, you know, close enough where it'd be like maybe, I don't know, if you're driving a normal block in a city, it'd probably be about three blocks away, maybe not even that. And um, I'm doing my meditation, and I'm listening to uh, Insight Timer, and, and all of a sudden I hear this little voice, a faint voice, kind of sounding, you know, grumbly and rough. And now I hear it again, he's outside, He's sitting on his porch. He's getting ready to leave. And when I looked over, he was walking around his cars, real pacing, like real fast around his cars. Like he was looking for something. I thought maybe he's doing some exercises and stuff because to get fit out here, you know, to get fit out here, maybe he's come up with some creative way to get fit. He's got about seven or eight. Oh, that's my daughter in the background calling our dog. Um, there's, uh, one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight cars on his property. And he lives alone in a trailer and the trailer is very old. He doesn't have any lights on at night. And so I thought he must be a mentally ill person. He must have mental illness because, uh, first of all, he's living off the grid. That doesn't make you mentally ill because I would love to live off the grid too someday. But, um, He's got a lot of old trailers and a lot of old equipment and stuff. And then here's the reason why I thought of mental illness. Well, the other day, I heard a door slam. And then the other day, uh, my daughter said, Mommy just keeps coming out randomly and swearing, you know, at nobody. He doesn't have a cell phone in his hand. He just has, it's just him. And he's just walking around talking. And he got out of his uh, trailer, walked over to his car, kept looking around, finally found a tire, started rolling it across the property and put it in the back of his truck. And so I thought, maybe he's got some morning ritual. I literally thought he was exercising. Like, if you roll the tire, you run around the cars. I mean, that's one way to stay in shape. But then I realized, no, he's actually maybe going to save someone who has a flat tire. Not sure. Maybe that's what's going on. And then he went into another truck and he started yelling and said, don't talk to me about that and screaming at somebody, the F word and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, okay. Um, apparently, he's uh, hallucinative, and he's having these outbursts of anger. So it, yeah, a little bit concerns me. We're in a house that's right next to someone who's who's that way. But the reason why is not because, you know, it was because we're 20 minutes away from the police uh, in town, and it's pretty isolated up here in a way. I and mean, there's like maybe 30 people living in this in the subdivision, but people stay to themselves, and. Uh, I, I guess this podcast is not about where I live and my neighbor, but I, it's about what do you do when you live in a facility or in a home where your neighbors are just terrible or they're mean people or they, they shoot your dog. Cause like I had just heard the other day, one neighbor came over to introduce themselves, kind of scared me, but around here, it didn't really scare me. It just like, who is it in this dark car coming up our long driveway after we pulled in from grocery shopping and we don't know anybody up here. So we're, we're in Wyoming, like way up high in the in the in the state so um 
<laughs> they got out of their cars and, you know, I'm not a person who judges people by their appearance, but I notice it. I'm going to be aware of it because there's sometimes certain characteristics that, that people have who have been in gangs or the markings on their bodies and stuff like that. So the man had, um, ear, he had these big loop, you know, those ear, I don't know what they're called, but they're for your ears. And they were, um, he had those the loop earrings. He had tattoos on his eyelashes and a lot of tattoos and he just piercings and stuff. And I thought so many people here have, have tattoos. I don't judge. There's no problem with me. Um, so my daughter keeps calling for Rommel, the dog outside here, <laughs> in case you hear it. I'm not going to turn the podcast off because I think it's better just to go with the flow when I do these podcasts. And so, um, yeah, it was really in, interesting. And his, his wife had like purple hair and, and pink this and that and all kinds of tattoos. And I'm like, cool. But it scared me at first because I don't know them. Like I, I, I have conditionings and triggers to what I would be feeling about people like that from what I was taught as a kid, you know, by my parents and society and to judge. And so I just do not, pref I prefer not to judge people by their appearance because I've learned that you can be so wrong about it so many times. just doing a podcast. And so I just kind of thought, you know, um, being out here, you know, I anticipated having at least one neighbor. We always have one guy, one person right in our, around us that just doesn't seem to be happy or is very angry or violent. There's always somebody in an apartment complex, unless you live really way far away from everybody, but still, um, most of us have to deal with people who are super hard to deal with. But, you know, I've learned some ways to get around it. And one of them, I'm going to share with you today uh, a list of things that I do to deal with people like that. First of all, the obvious is just to stay away from them. <laughs> you know, don't don't make eye contact. <laughs> Unless they confront you, then definitely make eye contact. Do not show that you are fearful at all. <laughs> but um, for me, like when I got out of my car the other day, I came out and I stepped out very, stand up very straight and I walked toward them. But I had my my pepper spray in my hand because out here you can have guns and stuff. And so I wouldn't just pull out a gun, of course. I'd be like, just, I had that in my hand. And so, but I had the the body language and the impression that I was giving off was, you're here on my property. Why are you here? And who are you? And I'm not afraid. So that's the thing that you need to do in this time. Because if you show fear, that is like the, the that's like, you know, a drop of blood for a vampire. Like they smell it <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I have the, I have the top, uh, I have the power here in the situation. So, you know, that's sort of the best thing for self-defense and you don't want to live fe feeling like you're fearful all the time or that you're, but in the world today, like right now, there's a lot of violence going on and a lot of people are acting irrationally. So, um, when you get out and you're in a situation like that, you, even if you just have to fake it till you make it, just do not show fear. Okay. So I stepped out of my car and stood there and sure enough, they were super nice people. And we, we just had the best conversation. And they told us about their neighbor who, oh, on the other side of us, who has a house, like I said, buried in the ground, um, kind of. And he shot their cat and killed it because it was on his property and they, he shot pellet guns at their dogs. And I'm, I'm all for like keeping your animals on your own property, but when some animal roams on your property, and you just want to kill it. That says a lot about the mentality of the person living on that property. So on both sides of us, the energy is really, really, uh, violent. And, and so in the middle here, we're up high and we have, uh, like 
nine acres and so our house our land is bigger than anybody around us because it's two two plots of uh land together that they combined where the other ones are all just maybe four to five acres so i feel like i'm sitting in a really good position and why am i in a good position because I believe in my energy and having control over my own energy. I can't control others, right? So I can I can radiate and meditate every day that the energy around us will become more positive. And you know, that's not something I can control, but we I see it work over and over again where you have a situation and you don't you're just feeling so frustrated. The more frustrated you get, the more you fuel that negative energy. We are energetic beings. I've said it before. So when we do that, we definitely charge, we charge everything up. So if I returned, if I started yelling at the guy next door here, like, could you keep it down or whatever, slamming my doors, giving signals to him that I'm not happy, he doesn't care whether I'm happy or not. He's got a mental illness. And so you, number two, you have to look at what you're looking at. If it's someone who's rational, are they someone who's, who couldn't possibly be rational? So you know, that's super important, like getting out, having confidence and not showing fear uh, and being and standing your own ground in a nice, calm way is number one. Number two is understanding who you're dealing with and what situation you're in. So that's super important because if you don't understand about people and you're a judge or you're somebody who is not aware, then and a lot of people aren't. They just some people just assume everybody's got a kind heart. Everybody's nice. Everybody's wants to do the best they can. But that's just not true. There's there's evil and there's also good and there's both polarities, positive and negative. And whichever level they're on, you need to know where where they are. And you can only guess by the way they talk and how they come across. So that leads me to number three, which is uh, learning how to understand energy and when people are giving it off and not to judge you know because we don't understand why people do what they do always we, we don't even half the time understand what we're doing I don't I mean I, I am I'm trying to be more intentional and be more aware of what I do and be more conscious and living in the mindset of what am I doing intentionally every single day you know trying so hard to do that but most people I think that they're just living on autopilot so when you start becoming aware of your own behavior, you start recognizing it in others. And so that's one way you can temper down a situation is just to stay calm. Because people, it's been proven that when you're in a group of people, like there's a mood in a room, you can feel it when you walk in. If there's been an argument, you can feel it when you walk in the room. That's the energy. So if you take a deep breath in front of somebody, just try it. Take a deep breath and just stay calm and just breathe out you know, like that and just do a couple of those. You will watch the person who you're talking to probably do the same thing. And I know there's a name for that, but basically it's just you, whatever you do, they will mirror you. And so just that's a huge important thing. So that's how people, you know, protect themselves. So number three, that is to be aware of your energy and uh, use it to help um create a better atmosphere and be responsible with your energy and so then sometimes it gets out of control where you can't do anything and people are just violent you know sometimes you have to leave you know like if you're in a as a caregiver a situation where someone is violent with you as a caregiver no you're not obligated to stay in an abusive relationship I know that they may not have any other help but you need to leave or make adjustments and tell them that these are the boundaries here I don't I won't tolerate the abuse I'm here to help you so you know I know people say well they don't know some people are in pain that mental illness but still 
you do need to protect yourself. Even if they have mental illness, you need to get them the help they need or tell somebody that you need help in managing them because they shouldn't be living in your home if they're being violent with you or you shouldn't be with them. Um, I know a lot of people feel trapped and they don't know what to do when they're in a situation like that. But there are all kinds of options. There really are lots of ways you can get around it. You can call the police and ask for help. You can call hotlines and ask for help and support groups. And you can, first of all, just start by setting boundaries and saying, no, I'm not making food today <laughs> if you keep hitting me or if you keep saying certain things that are in front of the kids that are terrible, you know, things like that. And if they become violent, there's never, in my opinion, there's never a moment when you should vol voluntarily stay based on any circumstances. You should not stay. And so their actions are going to, if they're doing that, their actions are going to bring back to them what they are putting out. So even if they have mental illness, you know, you're not responsible for someone else's disability. Let me just say that right off the bat. Because, you know, we think we need to rescue everybody as caregivers and we're supposed to, we're, we feel compassion and empathy and we do. And that's great. But it's not supposed to ever be at the expense of our lives there's no reason for trading one life for another in caregiving. Um, when people have terrible things happen to them, sometimes they die, sometimes they suffer. But you have your own life to be concerned about. And if you're suffering because they're suffering, that doesn't, that doesn't equate to a positive. That's two negatives. So you want to bring it to a positive state and somehow work it out where you, you're not harmed at all. Okay, so I know uh, some of you probably don't understand or maybe just don't know how you would get out of that, but you can reach out for help. It's so common, uh, domestic violence, and especially in the last year or two, so much outrage is happening in the homes. But the only way that's going to change is if you stand up for yourself. So that's important. Okay, that's a serious note. <laughs> this whole topic is pretty serious, but coming out here in this beautiful place, I feel like it's just, it's so beautiful. But then when he's out there, next door and I hear him screaming. It just reminds me that the world is always going to be the way it is on the level of positive and negative, but we can influence the entire world by staying positive. The more people who, I'm not saying Pollyanna positive, I'm talking about you being responsible with your own energy and, and influencing yourself so that automatically people around you will be too. Because we've heard people say to us that we've met they say, oh my God, it's so nice that you came here because we need more positive energy like from you guys and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, see, already these people are being encouraged and we've made a few friends and we said the same thing about them. We came out here because the energy was so great. The people are so friendly. And so I, I just, uh, I think it's really more powerful than people give it credit for, you know, our, our energy and our controlling our own moods and things like that. And so I think tomorrow I'm going to do a podcast about how you can increase your positive energy by the foods you eat and the the steps you take throughout the day. There are so many things that you don't even realize will help you until you try them. So I'm going to get to my busy day and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today, um, sharing a little bit about my life. And I think I'm going to probably go a little forward in these podcasts, sharing more of my experience of moving out here to Wyoming because it's such a life-changing thing that I feel like I want to share with someone. I hope you're interested. Caregivers everywhere are struggling with people who are negative and, and hurtful in their lives. Everybody has somebody, probably. So um, 
and I've had that my whole life. And I've, I, as a person who really cares and is empathic, uh, I've, I've had to learn some really um, hard lessons. And so I'd like to share them with you. Okay, guys, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much for listening. You have a great, wonderful, energetic, charged, and beautiful day. Okay, bye-bye.